Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Where you could just walk up on a person 
and tell them that they can't, you know, that they're fired. Now you can't do that, you know, on your own at any old time anymore. So, you know, there's uh, there's some pros and cons to this, like everything else. Well, well, I found out something yesterday. They have a, like a, a migrant to New York City kind of thing, um, or homeless in New York City kind of thing, you know, where city workers and volunteers go around and actually count how many homeless people there are. Well, we found it very interesting that we live right here in New York City, and yet they said that two years ago, only 2,300 people were homeless, and last year, only 3,400 people were homeless. Now, we are trying to also identify what homelessness is because, uh, according to the naked eye, uh, there's a whole lot more people that are homeless than just the numbers that we were given. Yeah. Ain't nobody falling for that okey-doke. So, you know, like, you know, so many said yesterday, you can't just look at a person and see that they're homeless. You know, not all the time. And, uh, you know, we, we don't believe that only 30-something, you know, thousand people are homeless these days. Nah. And do they go into every single nook and cranny of the city? So, I mean... It's one thing to be off. It's another thing to be all the way off. So I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not buying it. The numbers are that low. Yeah, that that ain't happening. That ain't happening. Well, what else is there to talk about? Whoa, 159,000 overdose kits are now being stocked in bars and restaurants. Well, those are the fentanyl overdose kits because the uh, overdose rate has risen significantly in, you know, more recent times. And, you know, they're trying to stop this from happening, you know, where the people are dying because, you know, no one has gotten to them quick enough during this overdose episode. And, you know, we, you know, we're hoping that as much money and then some is being put into, you know, trying to keep the fentanyl out of our communities, you know, so they are proactive opposed to reactive. You know, it's wonderful that, you know, they're putting their, you know, money out there to provide these overdose kits, but I think we'd rather just see the fentanyl go away. And uh, I believe that they can. I believe that they can definitely do it if they wanted to. But, you know, there's some uh, money in the jungle that they, you know, can get from all of this fentanyl overdosing usage. So I ain't too sure they want to stop this thing here. Yeah. They can if they want to. 
Yeah, because they're saying that the DEA has seized, like, powder and pills and prescriptions and all of this kind of stuff over past 10,000? Yeah. Fake. Fake prescriptions. Yeah, they, they've gotten their hands on it. Yeah, you know, they listen, if they really want to wipe this thing out, they can. They can. They can. You're not closing the borders the way you should and all kinds of things. So, yeah, they they can help with this thing. Well, the wild story of the morning was a woman who was uh, arrested or stopped. Let's say stopped. She was stopped for jaywalking. And while, you know, or during the stop, she was asked, uh, if she could go through her pocketbook, if they could go through her pocketbook. She said yes. They found the stress ball. They said that they had a substance that could be drugs in the stress ball. They arrested her, held her for 30 days, waiting to find out what this or if this was actually drugs, and then kept her for an additional four months when they found out that it wasn't in the first month. Yeah, so listen, she got hit off. You know, over $1 million, she was paid, and, you know, you can't, you can't pay someone for their freedom. But, you know, For her five-month experience, she's gotten that kind of money. You know, and I'm sure that she would have preferred not to have the experience because we don't know what she went through while she was in there. But all in all, she got a couple dollars out of this thing. But, you know, we talked about where you're getting this million dollars plus from. Is it coming from the officers who are so busy mistreating us or going overboard or trying to meet quotas or whatever have you, and we're going through these experiences, and, you know, the the, the little kitty that they got on the side from the city is wasting away at this monstrosity. Yes, not just make up a word. Yeah, you you keep on paying for these people to carry on and, and do what they want to do, and yet they're still walking off with pensions and things like that. No, I think if you start hitting their pockets, their families start to suffer. And I hate to say it because you know there's some innocent wives and children out there, but where where do you hit? That it's going to start affecting what these people do. So I think if you were to start hitting these pockets personally, then I think you would stop a lot of this behavior. All right? All right. Well, you know, that's how we spent our Thursday, uh, Wednesday. And, you know, we always got that little icing on the cake. When we get past the Charlotte's Faith Over Fear segment, 
Yeah. We always get a nice icing on the cake. Woo! What a Wednesday. It was a stimulating conversation yesterday. Yes, it was. Well, today. Today is a new day, thank God. And it is Therapeutic Thursday. Thank God for bringing us safely through the week. And we have an opportunity to minister or be ministered to once again. And hopefully you're in your right frame of mind to be able to receive all that God has for you today. And there's some, uh, there's some conversation to be had. So I know the Duke Time crew is always up to it, no matter what we talk about. And I look forward to talking to them today. And before we go there, we are going to give you an opportunity to go get that healthy breakfast. Oh, we're going to give you an opportunity to go tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And we don't want you to go nowhere because we'll be right On the day I was born, they told my parents I'd never be able to walk. They said I had a problem with my heart, that it was broken. On the day I was born, they said I wouldn't be like the other kids. My dad was really worried, and my mom started to cry. On the day I was born, there was a big hole on my face. Birth defects are still surprisingly common. Every four and a half minutes in the U.S., a child is born with a birth defect. While we can prevent some birth defects, others are increasing in prevalence. We don't know why. More research is desperately needed. Birth defects affect us all. What effect will you have on birth defects? Visit the National Birth Defect Prevention Network now to learn how you can help us improve the likelihood that on the day any child is born, he or she will be born without birth defects. Good morning, good morning, good morning again. 
Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And we're happy to be on today. And today is Therapeutic Thursday. The day we discuss our health in a lot of different ways. And we're looking forward to today because God has graciously blessed us with another day. Yes. And we've come into this day quite healthy and okay. And what else can we give God thanks for? You know, he's done it again. And again and again and again and again and again. Oh, get your pens and papers out. You might want to take some notes. We get ready to talk about our health. Hmm. Well, I came across a very interesting article, and it's the mistakes people with bipolar disorder make. Okay, and they say living with bipolar disorder, and that's sometimes called the manic depressive illness, it can be quite challenging, and it affects your mood, your energy level, your thinking, and it sometimes makes your daily routine more difficult, and We're going to go over some common mistakes, they say, that can hinder your success as you're living with this disorder. What we got here? Well, they first say ignoring symptoms. Hmm. Now, they say that ignoring symptoms is a typical defense mechanism. Yeah, that denying, you know, that I possibly have this uh, bipolar disorder. And they're saying that the average age of bipolar disorder onset is around 25 years old. And we always know that there are exceptions to the rule. And they say episodes of mania, which are high energy bouts of creativity, impulsiveness, restlessness, are sometimes attributed to ADHD. And bipolar doesn't go away without proper treatment. So they're saying if you or a loved one are experiencing some mood fluctuations, you need to consult a mental health professional. You first tell your doctor. Hopefully you're going through, you know, some, I mean, you're you're uh, having some, you know, what, what, why am I tongue-tied this morning? You're having, you're having your normal checkups. So you can talk to your doctor who can then help 
you move forward as to how you need to pay attention to this thing. So, you know, they're saying ignoring your symptoms. Don't do it because at the end of the day, you're not really benefiting anybody. So you want to make sure that if you're going through some things, you mention it to your doctor. And and that's a good start. It's definitely a good start, okay? All right. Number two, they say neglecting healthy habits. So they're saying proper sleep, nutrition, and exercise are critically important for people with bipolar disorder. And they say it can be difficult to keep up with, you know, healthy habits. Well, first of all, because remember now, it's that behavior that's always fluctuating. So they're saying that it triggers your sleeplessness and irregular routines. This is why you need to discuss what you're going through with the doctor because it's something that kind of works against you, but you got to try to get a hold of it. So they're saying aim for seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Now, who does that? Ooh, how many of us get that? Period. They say get some physical activity in every day, at least 30 minutes. Make sure you eat a diet rich in fruits, veggies, and lean proteins. Okay? We know that that's the nutrition part of it is definitely a key. Well, they say another habit is you're doing this alone because you don't want to let people know what you're going through. And even admitting that you have the bipolar disorder is very difficult. But listen, if your friends love you, you know, they'll learn. They'll learn how to kind of go through the good and the bad with you. I know it's difficult, but again, you know, are we truly friends? If we're truly friends, then God will teach us how to navigate through that individual's life. Okay? Number four, some of the, uh, what do you call it, the behavioral patterns of bipolar the things that are done wrong. Number four, medicating, self-medicating, okay? They're not talking about those good meds. They're talking about those bad meds. They're talking about alcohol usage. They say nearly 60% of people who are bipolar develop a substance abuse disorder at some point in their life and now can you imagine adding bipolar disorder with substance abuse alcoholism ooh if that's not a chemical uh, (laughs) combination for disaster wow so 
go get some good help. Okay, go get some good help, and you don't have to worry about falling prey to the drug abuse or the alcoholism, okay? All right. Going without treatment is number five. Well, we just got finished saying how valuable you speaking to your doctor is, and we can't, you know, diagnose ourselves. And we can't go without treatment because this is an illness that needs attention. I've seen and heard about people who've, you know, who's had this bipolar disorder. And the behavior is really erratic and it fluctuates so quickly. You can't believe what you're dealing with. It's like now you see it, now you don't. And if you go without treatment, imagine what that'll be like. We, Whenever we're ill, we can't go without treatment. That's not something that you want to do, period, in any illness. Okay? Number six, stopping medication. Well, again, that's like, messing around with any other illness you have and you don't take the medication for it. Yeah. Well, imagine what that's like. Someone who does not take their medication when they've been diagnosed with bipolar disorder and they say if you stop your meds, you could trigger a relapse of symptoms. And you need to make sure you stick close to your doctor so they can help you with the medication usage. Number seven, one of the mistakes you make, giving up on treatment. Now, that's part of stop taking your meds. You know, when you feel like it's not doing you any good, when you don't like the way it necessarily feels, so you abandon treatment, wow, you know, you have to talk to your doctor, make sure you find out how long does it take for the medicine to actually kick in. You know, maybe it's a little too long before it really settles into your system and you're looking for some instantaneous results that you may not get. And now you become disenchanted and you stop before the medication or any treatment really gets underway. So we can't we can't live like that. We can't live like that. We gotta be patient. And again, everybody's body does not take to meds the same way. So make sure you discuss with your doctor how you're supposed to feel, when should you start feeling a little different. Again, not everybody has the same reaction. I remember taking some gabapentin, which is also known as Neurontin, for the fibromyalgia. And I noticed that my memory, I couldn't remember, my memory's already jacked up. <laughs> ah! 
but I noticed that my memory was, was worse. I couldn't remember things, and it just didn't feel normal. You know, you if I'm already having a difficult time remembering things, it just was real different. And I was just kind of chatting, kind of letting stuff out, not really saying, well, I'm going to go and mention. It wasn't, like, real intentional. And she she said to me as I was talking, and she said, she, she waited for me to stop talking, and she said, did you say you were having some issue with your memory? And I said, yes. And she said, I'm going to take you off the scabapentin. And I said, why? And she said, because it affects your memory. Oh, really? You know, and I did read, you know, the packet, you know, that they give you. And I don't remember saying anything about memory loss. But it did affect the memory. And, you know, so again, you know, they know some side effects that can occur. And it doesn't mean that everybody's going to have the same, you know, results. So you got to mention these things. Make sure you talk to your doctor. Okay? Okay. All righty. Hmm. Where are we going from here? Well, I definitely got some stories this morning. Let's see where we're going to even start. Hmm. This morning, I'm looking over these stories trying to figure out where do I even get started. Well, I want to start with following directions. Now, remember last week we had our Pastor Hewlett Pearson on and one of her uh, topics in the book that she wrote, Get Got, was about following instructions. Well, they had this Alabama mom of three who worked at the airport on the grounds of the where the plane, you know, lands. And they say that they have given out some new material about new rules and the safety precautions that need to be taken while you're walking around this airplane once the airplane lands. And they say that she's been working as a ground handling agent for Piedmont Airlines, which is a subsidiary of American Airlines. And they say that a co-worker saw her nearly knocked over by the exhaust from a jet and warned her to keep her distance until the engines were shut down. Now, there was a little difference in what happened on the grounds when the, on the ground, rather, when the, this particular airplane landed. And they say normally the airplane, when it shuts down, they say it's like 
out for like a period of time and then you have to stay away and it's like really weird because it was supposed normally like two like the engine is moving but they were having a different type of procedure this day so they say an auxiliary power unit that's used to power the plane without using the engines was not working. And the pilots decided to leave both engines running for a two-minute engine cool-down period, excuse me, period, while they waited for the plane to be connected to ground power. So they say that the ground crew held a safety meeting 10 minutes before the flight's arrival. And in the huddle, they held that everybody was supposed to stay back. They reiterated this several times while the engine would be running. So stay back. This is not a normal procedure. We're doing something a little different. Stay back. And they say that the pilots, the co-pilot, said that he felt this the airplane shake violently and it followed by an immediate automatic shutdown. Well, Ms. Edwards, after being told in the meeting, after being warned by two different workers to stop walking closely, to this engine and the, you know, the fans, she was sucked into a plane engine. Yes. Which, needless to say, killed her immediately. And they couldn't understand. Here she is walking with this orange cone and several times had been told Step back. And she didn't listen, y'all. So now her child, her children are without a mother. Y'all, we got to pay attention to instructions. Nobody understood what was going on with her, why she insisted. They say a co-worker yelled and waved her off. She began to move away from the plane, but then that's when they heard this big bang and the engine shut down. So she was too close from this last warning, and she ended up dying. So please, please, you know, these jobs that we're on are hazardous. You can't do it the way you want to do it. You've got to... You know, you've got to follow directions. Now, here, her family can't look to go sue nobody. Mm-mm. Because you were warned. You were, you were warned. All right? So, come on, y'all. Please pay attention. Please follow instructions. We don't want to, you know, ever hear that there was something that, you know, could have been avoided. All right? Well, here we are. 
back at our favorite place, Rikers Island. And they have seven guards and two other jail employees who were caught smuggling drugs, alcohol, cell phones, and weapons in exchange for thousands of dollars. And we've been saying this all along, you know. I I had my share of visits over on Rikers, and lo and behold, every time you went over there, they had new rules. At one point, we had to take the hairpins out of our hair. Yeah, because the because the the inmates were using it to do some things, and you found out on the spot the 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 rule the new rules, and lo and behold, you always saw somebody sitting up in the cage every time because somebody was trying to smuggle some stuff. However. You always know, it's always been big talk that most of that smuggling and contraband is not from a visitor. It's not from the visitors. It's from the COs. And they busted a 41-year-old Tamika Lewis. So if you know her, Tamika is now in jail. Who... (laughs) who pocketed the largest amount of cash. They say between June of 19 and September of 20, she allegedly accepted more than $40,000 in bribes, including $11,400 paid through Cash App. Now, are you an idiot or what? What happened to the smart criminals? Everybody just dumb. You really going to use Cash App where they could trace? You ain't even meeting the people's people on the outside and getting cash. You going to get Cash App, something that all they got to do is trace and see whose name. Come on, people. If you're going to be a criminal, be a smart one. They say that she was busted, allegedly <laughs> texting with the family members of inmates to set up smuggling of K2. And again, I say, you texting people. Three other correctional officers, Miguel Compressed. 35, Tamane Peltzer, 45, and Brian Harrell, 60, snuck various contraband, including cigarettes, razors, marijuana, and cell phones, into Manhattan's detention center in exchange for over $20,000 between 19 and 20. They say that they caught Guards Dariel Diaz, 33, Rayshawn Asinar, 25, Robert Balducci, 33, and Jonathan Garrett, 32, accepting more than $25,000 for similar struggling schemes. And 
they even had the exterminator on board, Jasmine Reed, 34, who was indicted for allegedly sneaking in contraband. Now, y'all even got the exterminator on board. And the reason why I'm reading these names and these ages, these people aren't old. These people are old. Now, I know that, you know, Rikers Island ain't a dream job. The oldest one here is 60 years old. But these are good jobs. Yeah, you know, for all intent purposes, they're good jobs. And you really going to give up your job to the inmates? Because that's what you're doing. They're already in jail. So now, while they're coming out, you going in? Oh, my goodness. So they say each one of them are facing federal conspiracy and bribery charges. They say that Harrell, Balducci, and Lewis, Lewis, well, it might be Lewis because there's no other Lewis, were all suspended without pay. And they, <laughs> they are, like, embarrassed. The... Commissioner is annoyed. Well, when you got the job, they were already smuggling things, and the smuggling thing ain't new. And she doesn't look that old, so she just recently got the job. She ain't been she ain't been the the commissioner very long. Cause I'm telling you, I rem, I remember seeing some other names under commissioner for Rikers Island, and it wasn't a woman's name. Well, they say that. You know, well, she's saying she's upset because correction officers and staff should protect the integrity of the jails, not promote lawlessness and violence by accepting bribes in, you know, in return for trafficking drugs, scalpels, razor blades, cell phones, and other contraband. And, you know, now that they say, you know, now that I'm reading this, I remember going there and seeing a a sign they had these pictures of, like, guys with their f- and women with their faces slashed wide open. And, I mean, when they use those blades, those those blades will go deep. And they show, like, several pictures of what it looks like when, you know, someone is attacked. And the caption was, this is what happens when you bring weapons Onto the grounds. Excuse you. Excuse you. I'm going to read again. It says that correction officers and staff should protect the integrity of the jails, not promote lawlessness and violence by accepting bribes in return for scalpels, razor blades. Yo, that ain't got nothing to do with a visitor. Again, so you know they've been doing this a long time. Now they're bringing this all out, and that's probably because you know they've been under the microscope even more. So they're gonna have to bust some people because you are not gonna continue to try to sell this community that all is going wrong up in Rikers on the behalf of the visitors. And all of this craziness is going on on the inside. 
No, y'all going to have to spill and uh, some stuff and put these people up in the forefront so that you can show that you're actually doing some quote-unquote work. Ain't nobody buying that all this madness going on is from the outside. No. No, no, no. Tell that okey-doke to somebody else. All of these hangings and suicides and all this crazy behavior, nah. You're going to have to blow up somebody. You're going to have to blow somebody, somebody, somebody up. Let me talk to my dude, Tom because I know y'all want to hear from them, not just me this morning. Let's say good morning to our girl, Tamika. Good morning, Tamika. Good a.m. Happy Thursday to you. How are you? I am well, thank you. Happy, happy Thursday to you as well. Thank you kindly. And uh, how you feeling over there? You feeling good? I am doing just fine. How are you? Uh-huh. I'm rearing to go, girl. I'm real rearing to go. After yesterday's conversation, woo, I'm rearing to go. I'm rearing <laughs> to go. Now, we're talking about this lady who did not pay attention to instruction. How do you have several people wave you off, Tamika, from actually walking close to the, you know, to the engines, and you keep on going? What is that? All right, so speaking from someone who used to work at the airport, <coughs> excuse me, when you've worked, I, I used to work for TWA, which is no longer in existence, Transworld Airlines, <coughs> excuse me, and part of my job was at baggage claims. Um, so um, when the bags come in, you know, every now and then you'll have an instance where, a bag is left on a plane or you have to check a plane for, oh, my gosh, I left my such and such, you know, so I may have to go out there and check and see if an item is on the plane because you can't let a passenger reboard a plane once they've exited. Um, so a lot of times, you know, it was my responsibility to check and see if, you know, Sally left her such and such on the plane. When you're walking past a plane to get to another one, you know as a worker that there's a perimeter. Even if you don't know, you find out quickly because as you're walking towards the plane, you feel that pull. And, I mean, you don't have to be that close to the plane. You could be at a distance and you'll feel it sucking. I've I've had many a times where I'm like, okay, maybe I need to walk a little further. And practice tells you, okay, don't get that close. And when you have been working on a perimeter like that, you know. Um, I honestly, you know, feel that this might have been an attempt This is something that she was getting ready to do, you know, that she had already had it in her mind. Maybe she was stressed out and she decided to end her life because I just can't see you knowing that parameter and knowing what it can do and then still considering continuing to walk that that close. And the only reason why I know that is because I work there. So I'm speaking from experience. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, okay. Well, that's what the challenge is. You know, that they're saying, Tamika, is not only should you have known from experience, like you said, but several employees, several coworkers yelled and waved her back 
and here she is walking with this orange cone. And they're like, what is wrong with you? Not only that, again, they gave a, you know, pre-shift warning what they were doing a little differently this particular day. And do not walk too close. As a matter of fact, they had this huddle because now you have to take extra precaution today because we're going to run the engines an extra two minutes. So the normal two minutes that you get from, let's say, when a plane lands and you're able to, you know, resume or or start the process to whatever you do, hold back for another few minutes because we're going to run these engines a couple of extra minutes. So, like you said, you know, now you you almost start scratching your head because you're like, well, what was your problem? You knew the procedure. You got this extra warning. Then when you walked, two employees separately at two separate times told you, yo, get back. And you and your orange cone went to walk in a little too close, and now you're sucked up into the engine, and now it automatically stops. It shuts the whole engine down when a body gets caught up in it. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine this. Oh, let's talk to Pastor Charlene. Pastor Charlene, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Good. (laughs) What's going on? What do you think? You know, Tamika says maybe this was a way she was... Trying to end it all. I thought of that too, that she was trying to do a death wish. But my thing was, didn't you feel that heat the closer that you got from from walking to let you know to move over? You know, um, also it could have been weird that were you listening in the meeting? Because you know, a lot of times too, people just don't listen. They want to do what they want to do and how they want to do it thinking that, you know, it'll never be me. I won't be the one that get killed. Don't tell me what to do. So sometimes people have that mentality as well. Wow. Well, what a way to challenge the instructions. Ah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. All right. Let's see what Shantice thinks. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? I'm okay, thanks. Glad to hear, glad to hear. All right, so you got all of these warnings. You already know before you even step your foot out there, Mm -hmm. you know, what normal procedure is. You've been given extra instruction today in in the meeting, in the pre-shift meeting. You are warned twice by your coworkers to step back. If this were you in the food industry, what, you know, is it like what Pastor Charlotte said, you know, um, during the pre-shift meeting, you really ain't listening. You think about the money that you're about to collect or you hope you're going to get in tips. And, you know, as other employees tell you during your shift, hey, 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 you don't really pay attention to it, or is it, what Tamika said, do you think, you know, hey, maybe she had, you know, a death wish 
and she stepped in the parameters that she wasn't supposed to step in, and she got sucked up and killed. I think it's more of what Lady Tamika said. What Pastor Shawna said is, you know, that can be a, a heavy factor in most cases. Because um, like you say, even in pre-shift meetings in the restaurant, you know, if it's a manager conducting a pre-shift that you don't like, you ain't really paying no attention. Um, but you will kind of listen out for key things because, again, as a server, everything affects your tips. So you still want to kind of have your ears open for the key points. But I'm not going to now go and put my hand and my arm willingly you know, her walking past that, that part that a lady Tamika said, like, you didn't feel that, you didn't feel anything. You walk past the kitchen where they have, where the cooks put the food, and we call that the window area. And there's a heat lamp in the window area, which keeps the food hot until you now take the food from there to the table. I'm not putting my hand under there and just leaving it there. Well, even when you walk past the window, you feel the heat. It's like walking past. Your oven, like you put your oven on 400, leave it on 400 for about an hour, then open the oven door and just walk past. You don't have to put your leg in there to know it's hot. You just feel like, ooh, who, who left the oven on or who, who left the door open? So it sounds to me a lot more like she wanted to kill herself. Because as we even said, just as a passenger, we're walking to the gate to get on the airplane. You feel certain things. You hear certain things. So for you to be an employee and you're acting like you're just disoblivious, I'm not buying that. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you. Let's see what Pastor KL has to say about this thing here. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Seth. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. Uh, how you doing over there in Alabama? Where the lady got I'm caught up in the airplane. Rastafari. I'm freezing my Rastafarian minute, y'all. <laughs> Why? What's the weather? 18 degrees. Woo! Wow, wow, wow. You know, this thing has really come to pass where the Bible says you're not going to know one season from the next because you people in Alabama have really been experiencing some weather change. Wow. Wow. Well, what do you think of this woman who stepped too close to the uh, engine part and ended up getting sucked in despite all of the talk and warnings and... I'm sure training. Do you think like the others that she may have had a death wish? Yeah, I think it's definitely suicide. I mean, I can't, I can't imagine, um, you know, a, a plane situation or airport situation where there wasn't uh, stringent uh, training. So, you know, if you're outside with the phones and you're directing the the planes to come back or if you're outside on that field at all, I'm sure that there has to be um, training. So, so, and I'm sure the first thing it tells you is don't go too close to this crane. You know, that, that has to be a diagram. You know, it has to be pictures. It has to be told. It has to be said. 
over and over again because seemingly that's one of the biggest dangers out there. So why would you go with your happy self and get so close to that plane? You're trying to kill yourself. Wow. Wow. Uh, you know, with all of you kind of coming to this deduction, I wonder if she, I think she's married or at least she's with the kid's father because they have a picture of her here with her children and a man. So I don't know if that's her husband or the children's father, but I wonder what they're thinking. I wonder if they're thinking the same thing that, you know, this was something that she really could have prevented but didn't. And her children, you know, as she's only, you know, in her early 30s, her children are pretty young. So, you know, now you have a a set of children now left without a mom because of, you know, where your mindset is. Wow. Wow. All righty. We're going to touch on this story really quickly. You know, we've been talking about the fact that, you know, Rikers Island is under the microscope. And I think it's just about that time that they start producing some, I can't think of the way they term it. Maybe one of you will think of the way they term it. But when they have to actually now, you know, show that they're supposedly doing some work and somebody's got to be the fall guy. And I'm not saying that they're, that's the word I want to use. I'm not saying that these four guys, these people are innocent. But what I'm saying is y'all knew about this all along. So now, you know, the feds are about to take over, and y'all trying to preserve your jobs just a little longer. And now y'all got to put some people out there. What do you think, Pastor Charlotte? Absolutely. It's just been going on forever. And now, we, all of a sudden, now we just want to show that we're able to do the job. It's too late. They're already going to come take over because now you, you don't want the light to shine on you like you ain't doing nothing. And, you know, it reminds you of how, um, I forgot, forgot which comedy said this, where that when, the, when your parent comes to the school and, every, and then that person starts um, acting like they're doing their homework, I mean, doing their classwork. <laughs> I thought of that, um, and that's what they're doing. So now before you come in, I'm going to try to act like, but it's been going on forever, forever. It's not nothing new that, um, you know, everybody's been bringing these drugs in. But now I want to take the light off of me and act like that I'm doing the job, and that's all that they're doing. All righty. Chartese, is this like a feigned, you know, we really working now? No, and that was it's a cover up. I gotta cover up both. So even if that means I have to expose somebody else and help to make a big old scene out of it, because the bigger the scene, now the focus can be on that side. It won't be on the side that I'm on. That's what that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, because they're not even digging at just Rikers. Now all of a sudden, you done found people at Rikers. You done found people over in Manhattan. Uh, yeah, come on, come on! You didn't found the exterminator. Come on, Pastor <laughs> KL. What y'all talking about now? Yeah, I'm in agreement with both ladies. I mean, you know, a, a, a lot of times when you're guilty, you present the case so well as if you're the detective for, on someone else. 
These are all the reasons why he could have did it or she could have did it, knowing that you did it. So, so everything that, that you've done and everything that you conjured up, now, now you just put a different face to it. So it sounds believable because you can see that person doing it. You can, well, you can see those actions being done. Now you just have to believe that that person did those actions. Because it's believable, because I've done those actions. So this is how it's gotten done. So now I just have to put the face to it. So, you know, that's that's what I think of that. Yeah, sounds like that's exactly what's happening. Tamika, y'all didn't even went and dug up the exterminator. Now, how in the world y'all didn't know the exterminator was out here uh, bringing in drugs? But now, all of a sudden, you know even the exterminator. A female exterminator at that. Someone who you would easily overlook. But now, y'all didn't even court her out there. Y'all knew this exterminator was bringing drugs and contraband in all this time. Y'all ain't just wake up to the exterminator today. First of all, I want to say I'm still, I, I'm, I'm kind of emotional. So I really don't want to join this one because somebody messed up my name. Don't 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 be using my name. Tamika, I don't care what you do. Don't 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 do that. Don't, do that. Don't, put no, don't put no gloss on my name. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't care if your name is last name. Tamika is supposed to be good. That's why right. put some speck on. So <laughs> I'm still I'm very salty about that. But you know my thing is somebody's got to take the bruising the 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 whatever because. I need to be able to escape because um, we we know that the prison system is is all about you know uh, getting you know it, it it's the survival of the fittest and so if I can get you in trouble to save myself I'm willing to do that you know and and most of the time you think of that with the inmate but unfortunately as we can see now you know um, it's it's with the department as well. And that's really disheartening because it's like, okay, where are the, and, and I'm not saying that they're not there because I know that there are some uh, workers that are doing the right thing, but it, it makes it look like, well, is there anybody doing the right thing? You know, and so it, it's it's a real rough situation. And I feel like, you know, the, the, the ones that are doing things but are lower on the totem pole, they're the ones that are getting picked on. But in actuality, you could have somebody that's right Right, as 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 close to head as possibly can be, and as as crooked as they come, you know. And so, are we really, really cleaning up? Are we coming and we giving you? Okay, so we're coming on January twenty eighth, and we'll be there, you know. So then you know those days to clean up, you know. I remember working at a place, and you know when when the big wigs came in, we did extra, you know. And so when they're not there, you know, it's it's life as usual. So. What are we really doing? Are we really, really cleaning up house, or are we just sweeping around and then having a couple of things up underneath the rug, which is which? Absolutely, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Well, I uh, I want to I want to hear what you all have to say about this one. So. These two ladies went out to eat at a restaurant where one of mm-hmm. them one of them uh is very uh this is one of her favorite restaurants out in California. And 
is a, a, an Italian restaurant, and she said that when they paid the bill, they they did see the stuff that they ordered. So you have like a short rib ravioli, steak, and other things. They see the cost of those items. They see the tax. They see the gratuity. And then they notice another charge. And this charge is $4.75. And it says employee health. And it's a 5% charge for employee health. So on her way out, she says she stops and she asks what the, the host, hostess, you know, what's, I'm just curious, what's this 5% charge? Because um, she initially thought it was a $5 charge, but the 5% charge, and it's marked, Employee health, and the sir and the hostess says, "Oh, that's our health care." So she says, "Okay, wait, hold on a minute. Your health, your health care," and she says, "Yes, our health care." So she leaves out scratching her head because she had never heard of this before. Again, she mentions that this is her normal place to eat because she really, um, really enjoys the food there. So they took a survey of what other people would feel about getting this charge. So one person says, if I'm paying for their health care, I'm not leaving a tip. (laughs) That would be like tipping my child for a service if I'm paying your health care we family. Another comment, if I'm paying for someone's health, can I now claim them as a dependent on my taxes? Another comment, I'm sorry, but I'm not paying for this, just tax and tip. Health care should be covered by the employer. These fees are getting out of hand. Then you have the flip side of the comments that say, Some small businesses around Atlanta do this, and it allows their workers to get health care for themselves and their family and sick leave. Another comment, the cost could be added to your menu items, and you never know or care. So they got a response from the kind of higher-ups, and they explained that there was a suggestion that or they passed a rule where if a business had 20 employees or more, they had to set aside money for health care, and this was in San Francisco. And then they had another uh, Affordable Care Act that said, it requires this if 50 employees are in effect. And they're saying that they have to pay for their or some type of health care. And what they've opted to do was bounce it back to 
your feed when you eat. And they're saying, like one of the other commenters said, well, you know what, they could actually put it in your food bill and you never know it. What say you? We're starting with, let's start with Pastor KL here. Well, you know, it, it, it took me a minute to understand what you were saying. I thought I worked there, but but this is this is just my bill you bring it to my table. No man, yep. no sir. I'm I'm already taking a chance eating at your place. I may need the health care. I'm already <laughs> taking a chance. <laughs> you know, so now I'm uninsured, but you're insured. No, there's a problem there. Listen, I go to some restaurants and and I know. My, my little niece is going to be mad at me, but your service is so bad, I don't want to live, live, leave a tip because your service is so bad. I put my money on the table as far as a tip, and every time you do something crazy, I take some money away. But now I have to pay your insurance? No, no, no. So I can get bad service, bad food, and you still insured. There is something wrong with that. I'm no longer eating there. Wow, wow, wow. All right. Brother Al is on the line. Brother Al, good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Chop top of the morning. What say you about this this extra item on your your restaurant bill that's paying paying for the employees health care? I think that's absolutely insane. So you might want to work for me then if I'm paying your health care. Uh, the company is that cheap that y'all won't offer your employees, um, you know, health care. So you want to leave it up to the people who come to enjoy to eat their meal. You want to leave it up to us to pay your health care. Absolutely not. You'll be sick. I'll play doctor. Maybe go get my stethoscope. I'll take care of you. Take your blood pressure and everything. <laughs> I want a, I want an extra hamburger and fries for that too. Oh my goodness gracious! Wow, wow, woo! Come on, Tamika, you see this item on your check? They didn't tell you that you had an option. How do you feel about that? There's just certain things that. <laughs> I stand on, you know, and you can call me whatever it is that you choose to. But, you know, it's kind of that mentality, you know, like where, whereas, you know, I'm at a store and you point to me and say, oh, the self-checkout is over there. I, I'm sorry. I don't work here. You know, I, it's not my responsibility to get on a self-checkout checkout line. You know, I have people that, you know, that that is your job. So, you know, I'm paying for your health care. So can I go in the kitchen and cook when I get ready to? You know, I mean, because my thing is I'm paying for it. So, you know, I, I just, if you're going to do it, you don't need to literally put it on my bill because I can promise you that I'm going to dispute it because, uh, you know, that that's just, the, as far as I've always known, it is the owner's responsibility. And, you know, you got to find a way to take care of the people that work for you. You mean to tell me that you don't have any type of insurance, any coverage for these type of people? My heart goes out to them. They, you know, I understand that they need what they need, but I don't think that I should have to pay for it. Okay, okay. 
Pastor Charlotte, they charging you an extra $4 for that burger. Is this acceptable? No, it's not acceptable. I thought of if this restaurant and their food is good, how many people are coming in? How many times have people come in and don't even, you know, you just give me the bill. I look at the number. I pay it. That's it. So y'all been doing this for how long? I thought of that. And then when it's tax time, I'm coming to get your, come on, give me your Social Security, your kids' Social Security, your mama's Social Security, <laughs> everybody who lives with you. Because it's going to start with that person. But then now it's going to flow into your children. You're not going to only have health care. You're going to have to have health care for your children, too. So I'm taking care of everybody. So come on, give me your numbers. No, it's not fair. And then and it just makes you think that you really need to look at your bill because what else? If that started, something else is going to come along as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And Shanti's. Ah. Uh. I thank the Lord Jesus for pulling me out and working for the man. Because I know I'd have been mad. <laughs> you messing with my tip. Hold on. Way I'd have been. It'd have been a hostile situation up in Cheesecake Factory. Wait, so. And then they owe me money. Now they owe me money. Now I got to go back to every rest of my work. So it wasn't okay for us to scam. But now y'all can scam. Because that's what this is. This is a scam all the way. So it, it, it even got to the point where we had to make sure that, oh, and for the record, Pastor KL, I always believe, and I've told other servers, you have to work for your tips. So if they don't work for it, by all means, do not tip them. Okay. Quick time. Now, there is, even when it came time to put the gratuity on the bill, we were not allowed to try to cover up the gratuity in any way so that they would tip on top of the tip. So how is it that now y'all deem it okay to put this extra miscellaneous charge and hide it within the item or put it under the tax at the bottom of the check right before you see the total? How is that now okay? So now y'all owe me money. Because I could have made way more money if I could have scammed people into sipping on top of the tip. This is just, like, completely unacceptable. Listen, when you work in the restaurant as a, a server, that's when all of these politics come into play. Because outside of service, everyone else there is working hourly. You work as a server, you understand that you have to work a certain amount of hours in order to even qualify for health care. You don't work the hours then that means you don't care about your health care. So why now should the guests have to care about your health care if you don't care about working the hours that's mandated because you have to meet a certain amount of hours by a certain quota? So let's just say from, like, January to July, you have to work 200 hours. If you don't work those 200 hours by July, come August, you don't have health care. So that's between oh, you wow, wow. and Yes, that's between you and the establishment. Y'all work that out. You understand what it is. You know what you have to do. 
that's between y'all. How are now, how are the guests now factored into this? Like this, so this is just a way for the establishment to not have to pay, and you're gonna try to get them to pay, but then you're not gonna have. Listen, servers run your restaurant. I don't care if you're a multi-million dollar um, franchise or if you're a mom-pop restaurant. If you don't have great servers, you don't have a restaurant. So now you're possibly not going to have servers because once the guests find out what's going on, they're barely going to pay the bill, which means they ain't no tip. Because you'd be lucky if you get a tip when they pay the bill. They don't get tips. They're not working. Hence, you don't have a restaurant. So they, they better wow. stop playing. Wow, wow, wow. All right. That's why we saved you for last. <laughs> an inside Amen. view. An inside view of, you know, what it's like to hear on, you know, uh, on the inside, you know, that they're making this charge. And now you make an impl- uh, your your customer's unhappy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what the people say. Don't sound like too many people happy about this thing here. So we'll see what the, how long this lasts. Because they didn't say that in, in all that reading. They never said that the employers should not have done this. They just gave the responsibility of the employers and how they have opted to handle that. Mm, wow. Well, thank you for weighing in on that. All right, so we have all, my name is Shantice. We have all been on this uh, relationship conversation, and I generally save relationships conversations for Mondays, and Shantice is not a part of that. But today, well, last night I came across something that I thought we should talk about. Well, we're talking about the red flags. Well, there's a shift in this article where they're saying that these people have revealed some green flags that we may not look at as green flags as people that, oh, yeah, I want to, you know, uh, date this person, uh, marry this person, continue this relationship. And I want to know if you do, Tom Crew, if this were you, would you have con- continued, was this a red flag or a green flag for you? All right? All right. So, one guy says she was an hour late. However, the entire time she was texting me updates and telling me what she was doing to get there. We just celebrated our one-year anniversary on New Year's Day. So clearly that didn't deter him. Was that a red flag for you? Would that have been a red flag for you or a green light for you? Oh, we're starting with. Brother Al, let's start with Brother Al. Oh, can you come back to me? I missed that. I was talking with a student. Come back to me last on that one so I can hear it. Unless unless you want to repeat it. If you want to repeat it, go ahead so I can hear you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You know, because I love you, Al, I'm going to repeat that thing because it wasn't but like a 30 second. She was an hour. All right, cool, cool. She was an hour late, however, the entire time she was texting me updates and telling me what she was doing to get there. We just celebrated, however, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary on New Year's Day. Was that a red flag or a green light 
for you? What would that have been for you? That would have been a green light for me. Cause at, least, at least she was updating me, letting me know. She would just leave me there hanging. You know, she was texting me saying, okay, the bus is running late or whatever the case may be, she's updating me. So that, that, that's, a, that's a green light for me. Okay, okay. Uh, Tamika, red flag or green light? In an instance like that, if it's an isolated incident where, you know, hey, I got caught off such and such and such and we're going to do such and such, you know, you got to keep, you have to be able to keep me informed because if, if, if there's one thing about me that anybody needs to know is I'm a time person. If you tell me you're going to be there at 8 o'clock, I'm, I'm getting, I'm going through everything that I can to get there. And so for you not to be able to get there on time, it's one thing. Um, if, if it's, you know, an isolated incident, but if you're doing this repetitively, then it, it's a red flag. But if you are keeping me in contact, keeping me in the loop, let me know what's going on. Listen, you know, I, I know I said I was going to be there, you know, in 15 minutes, but you know, the, the, the uh, I, I'm having issues, you know, getting there because of blah, blah, blah. Okay. I'm understanding that. Um, keeping me in the loop is crucial <laughs> to me not spazzing out in the process. Okay. Now, remember now, these are first dates. Remember, we always talk about those oh, first this is date the red first flags. Date. Yes, this is first date. We always talk about them red flags. But these particular people yes. saw this as a green light. What, did you, what do you see it as? No, I didn't know that that was a first date. No, to, I, I'll be honest. That, that's a really rough spot for me because I know I have issues with time when it comes to other people because I'm a timely person. So when you get there late on the first attempt, it makes me start to think that that's what you do all the time, you know, and I'm not going to take that, you know, uh, a lot. Cause I, you got to know what works for people. And if time is an issue for you, then you need to know that's a deal breaker. And for me, that's a deal breaker. All right. Pastor Charlotte, green, green light or red flag. Well, it's the first time and you're calling me. I'll let it be green that time, but when you get there, I'm going to let you know. Don't let it happen again because uh, I, I ain't going to wait. Now, if it's green, you know, somebody jumped in the screen, you know, and you couldn't get there or, you know, something, you know, that, un, that you couldn't, hand, you know, couldn't control, that's fine. But in between, because I'm going to eat while you coming because, you know, you got to pay this bill. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious Oh my goodness Pastor KL red flag or green light It's definitely a, Definitely definitely a red flag for me I am a stickler For time You know I tell people on my job When you're on time you're late You know I am a stickler for time um, if, if, if you come late I need to see a death certificate. I, I need to see a picture of the yellow chalk. Wait, 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 wait. I missed that. What did you say, Pastor KL? What did you say? I said if you come late, I need to see a death certificate. I need to see a picture of the yellow chalk. <laughs> you know what I mean? I need all this stuff in order for me to let you slide. I cannot did be you late. Did say yellow fact, chalk? Yeah, you know, a picture of the yellow chalk on your body. 
know what I mean? <laughs> That's white I chalk. White chalk, not yellow. Oh, I'm sorry. Whatever. Well, what is it? The yellow paint. Whatever it is. Maybe it's yellow in Alabama. <laughs> the, the, the yellow chalk means maybe he's dead. You know, he's not sure. You know what? You know what? I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a real estate right now, and, and I'm looking for a house. And I promise you, yesterday she annoyed me so bad that every time she called me to tell me to meet her at a place, she was 10 minutes late. You know, I, wow. if, if, if I'm going to be there, if I say 4 o'clock, I'm going to get there at a quarter to 4. I'm going I'm, I'm to I'm beat you there. I'm not going to meet you there. So, yeah, I'm a real stickler oh. for certain things. Oh, he's trying to drop bars. I'm a no, I can't. <laughs> I'll meet you there. Not meet you there. Oh my gosh! Thank God you're married. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh, all right. Pastor Steph, you you have to change. You Pastor Steph, you got to change it for Pastor Charlotte. It's either green light, red flag, or left hook. You got to change that for <laughs> oh my goodness gracious Alright Shantice What you got red flag or green light Well I might be running late too So You may you know still what? be there about the same time You <laughs> still help me With this time management Listen oh Let's, let's learn from the beginning What we both fall short on but if I'm like, all right, I'm five minutes away, and you're like, okay, I'm an hour away, you may, you might as well stay there. We'll have oh. this date via Zoom. And, yeah, just stay there. We'll have this date via Zoom and goodwill hunting. I, I, I don't know about, like, no hour late. That, that's, and it's the first date. So you don't want to come. All right. Wow. All right. Okay. This guy says, when my girlfriend and I had our first date, her mom sent her with $50 just in case I made her pay, I guess. Since I paid, she tipped the waiter the whole $50, and he started crying. He was having a bad day, and she turned it around. Wow. Brother Al, we already went, you already went first. Uh, Tamika, green light or red flag? Ooh, that's a rough one. Um, and and <laughs> it's probably gonna gonna let it slide the first time because there there are all different signs. Is it your disposition? You know, first of all, here's the thing. I, now it starts to twist things. You took the money that was given to you. And I understand that, you know, you, you're at a restaurant and somebody gave you the money. But is that your habit? You know, do you take, you know, if, if I decide to engage in this relationship with you and we decide to get married, does that mean now that you take our money and just spend haphazardly? Or is it just your disposition that that's the type of person you are? Now, I'll be honest. I have been places and I've had good service. If I get good service, a $40 tip for me is nothing, you know, and, and when you get that tip, you know that you work. If I, if I personally give you a $5 tip, you really didn't do much, you know, and so that, it's the thing. You, you got to weigh that. So I'll let it slide this time, but I'm going to be watching you because I need to know, you know, when you get your money, how you spend it. When you get my money, how are you spending it? You know, is there a difference? 
you know, do you get a tuna fish sandwich when you decide to eat something? And then when I decide that we're going to do something, are we doing, filet, you know, filet mignon and, and all of that stuff? So it's something that, you know, it's something you should really kind of look at really closely. Wow, wow. What an interesting dynamic. Pastor Charlotte, green light or red flag? Well, I was good all the way up till you say he started crying. They turned to a red flag. I want you to be the waiter, crying. The waiter, the waiter, the waiter started crying. The waiter. Oh, I the waiter started crying. crying because he got the fifty dollar tip. He had been having a bad day, and when she gave him the fifty dollar tip, he was moved. Oh, okay. So it, it'll still stay green, then. It'll still stay green. <laughs> I thought he started crying because she gave the waiter the fifty dollars. Okay. Do <laughs> <laughs> y'all be listening? <laughs> Is she talking? About? They started crying. I thought it was hell. Oh my gosh! Stop eating during the show, passes. Stop eating during the show. <laughs> All right, come on, Pastor KL. Is that a red flag or a green light? Yeah, yeah, that's a red flag. I'm crying. You know, you talking about you know, the right. I was moved. I was moved. I, I moved far away. You can't just be, listen, I, I like to eat. I ain't never met no, I, I ain't never had no $50 tip um, meal. I never had that. I don't care. I mean, what, what, what was it? A, was it a cabaret? Did you sing or something for fifty dollars? No, ma'am. Mm-mm. No, 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 thank you. No, thank you. Wow, wow, wow! Oh my goodness, Shanties, red flag, green light. All right, I just want to make sure I'm following the story, especially after Pastor Charlotte's comment. Okay, wait. So. Who the guy was taking the girl out, and she was giving the money in case she had to pay, but then she ended up giving the, that to the server as a tip. Yes. Okay. So you're asking, is it a red flag or green flag for the man? Right. Okay. Um. Well, yeah, because, listen, and Pastor K.O., either you ain't been to the right restaurants or you just cheap. But I, I have worked Both. for a $40, $50, $60 tip now. You know, if I worked for it, if I didn't care about you, then I wasn't expecting it. But it, I would say green green flag because I've <laughs> you, I can't tell you how many times couples, or I don't know if it's their first date or what, but the man – is the most vocal, and he ain't even paying the check, let alone even a tip. So if she felt, I'm serious, and it's like, how are you talking? They demanding you sing happy birthday to the to the girlfriend and all that, but they ain't even paying the check. And it's like, you need to be quiet, like silence. Um, but I, I would say green flag because that that says a lot about how she, you know, feels about. Because that's not only representing her, that's representing y'all. Because now the server's looking at y'all. If he gets the $5 tip or the $50 tip, it is. It's like, oh, so now y'all are cheap and broke. You know, it's not just, oh, him or her. You know, it's y'all. Now, this is not collective I ain't effort. never going to you know? see that server again. You think I care about you what don't you know that. Me? This world, Listen, it's just like the church world. It's a very small world. 
this restaurant thing is very small. You think I'm going to one church, I'll never see them again. So you go to Sister Mary Church, you see that person. It's the same thing in the restaurant business, okay? You don't know. I, this may not be my only serving job. I may work somewhere else. You don't know that. And you may want to come back. And the people, listen, the people who don't like to tip love to be regulars at the restaurant, okay? <laughs> you be careful. You do. You don't ever see the people who drop $50 tips there, there all the time. It's the cheap ones that come every Tuesday, okay? So you better be careful. But that, that speaks, she helped for them to look good. So I would say green flag. Green light, green light. I mean, green Put light, out. green light, right? <laughs> <laughs> Brother Al, green light or red flag? The flag will be red because I'm looking at like, okay, and, and, and you should have that. Any anybody, especially a woman who's going out on a date, you should have somebody just in case that you just meet this person. You don't know what type of person they are or whatever, so you should have some money, you know, just in case some things go astray. But that's what the money was for. So you, so I'm looking at it two ways. Now, you're a Christian, and God put on your heart to give that man $50. Then okay. But, you know, I'm looking, at, I'm looking at it as like, so you just get money and just give it away. You know, you, this is how you, you, know, you money manage. So I'm looking at how do you manage your money. Oh, okay, he's paying, and I got this. All right, let me just go ahead and give it away. If you wanted to give it away, you could have took 25 of that and held towards the bill if that's what you want to do. What? So I'm looking at that. That's what I said. Yeah, I said it. You want to get money away, give me 25 of that 50 to help with the bill. Yeah. <laughs> and get him the 25. Yeah, I said it. But, but, yes. aren't you taking her out? Didn't you take her out? Yeah, but you, you, you give away you free money. You just proved my point. You just proved my point. Well, you know you what? Taking her we do out need to have a couple. for the bill. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm saying if you're going to give away, if you're going to give away $50, just boom, here go fifty dollars, give it away like but it ain't nothing. But what man wouldn't? But what man wouldn't appreciate if I'm if I'm a man and I'm taking you out and now the bill comes, however the amount the bill is, what man wouldn't appreciate the woman going in her bag and say, you know what, don't worry about it, I'll leave the tip. You worried about how much she giving you towards you taking her out? <laughs> no, so you speaking from a restaurant person with the tip. Yeah, and, and that's, that's why no, I don't I'm go out speaking, to eat because y'all are expecting to pay someone, your bill. Don't worry about that. No, I'm, I'm speaking as a woman. See, this is why God said don't date. I'm speaking as a woman who is being asked out on a date. You asked me to go out. So now you're taking me to I dinner. Did. We're sitting at the I table. Did. The bill comes. You open the bill. I may ask to see it. You say, don't worry about it. You got it. Okay, so you got it. So now you pay. I go in my bag, and I say, don't worry about it. I'm leaving the tip. Are you really going to ask me, well, did God put that on your heart to leave? Because if he didn't, you might as well break that and have action change and give me 25 to put on, on, on the bill and you leave the other 25? No, I, I, said, I didn't say that I would ask. I'm, I'm, I said, why don't you help them? Because if you could just throw money around like that, again, my mindset go to your money management. That's no! Okay. I don't care how good a server. Because that's me. I don't no. care how good a server is. No, no. I'm not giving you $50. I'm not. No. I don't care how much No, 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 no. But you didn't I am not speaking. Wait, Shantis. I'm not speaking from a service point of view. I'm speaking from the date point of view. 
I agree 100%. That's what I'm speaking from. If you, right, okay. and that's what she was speaking from. Just because she works in a right. restaurant, she not, she's speaking as your date. As your date, right. Right. the bill comes to $25. The bill comes to $95. Whatever the bill is, you're eating the bill. Now, I say to you, already to me, you you on you you getting blessed because I could I could sit back and let you eat the bill plus the gratuity, but I don't. Right. I'm willing to say, all right, you know what? I got you on the tip since you did the bill, regardless whether it's twenty five or ninety five or one hundred and five. I got you on the on the on the tip. I got the tip. You gonna look at what I give as the tip and say that since I went past a certain dollar mark that I should uh, 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 split the bill, uh, break the bill, and give part of the bill to you, and you going to look at that as how I manage my money? Have you learned that? That's not what I said, so y'all didn't hear nothing I said. I did not say that. that. I said, said, I didn't say, can I I make my statement? Can I make my statement because y'all did not hear me? I said, I I didn't say I would say that to her. No, it's not saying that. I wouldn't say that to her. I said if that's the case, she should have. I didn't. I wouldn't say that to her. No, so my mindset would be on no. your money. Not, no, no, no. We are not splitting whether you say it or whether you feel it. We don't it. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that to her. That's what I'm saying. Y'all not hearing me. Y'all just stuck on the point. It doesn't I wouldn't matter. say that to her. But, Listen, it doesn't matter whether you said it or felt it. Why? Because we're talking about whether it would be a red flag or whether it would be a green light. You're making an assessment. We didn't ask whether the assessment was verbalized or not. We're asking how you assess this and would you go further. So you voice. And I said it. It's a red flag. Whether you said it or not, we're challenging the thought process. So even if you didn't right. think it, for you to even, I'm sorry, even if you didn't say it, for you to even think that, to me, I agree. That's kind of off kilter. Pastor Charlotte, I'm asking the women. As a matter of fact, we got Tamika for a minute. Tamika, I need to know, as a woman, what your thought is. Forget about whether he said it or not. We're talking about the thought process here. What, is, what, 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 what What's your thought? All right, so when I, when I mentioned before, you know, I, I, I'm under the impression that what he's saying is very similar to what I'm saying in that you have to be cautious about how you're spending your money. Now, the phrase of me giving you that money, that I don't agree with. However, you know, um, what are you, how are you spending your money? Are you wise with your money? Do you, do you just spurt your money out, you know, it, it is something that, that is cautious because if they're doing it in the beginning, they may be doing it later on, you know. We also realize that she doesn't have a job. Mommy gave you money, and maybe she had it, maybe she didn't. You don't know. What, you know, mom, I know my mother, there were plenty of times when she expended money that she didn't have just to make sure, you know. And so I, I, I'm under the impression that money management is where he's going with that, not so much, you know, exactly. you can accept That's that. Leave it to the fiance. Leave it to the fiance. Leave it to the fiance. If you notice, hold on, I'm going to cut you short on purpose. If you notice, we didn't touch.
switched the part necessarily. I've mentioned the part about the money management. That was the second leg of this thing here. The first leg of mm-hmm. well, you 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 need to break the the, the dollar and give me a part of of uh, the money and help pay the bill is what I'm what, what I'm really going at. Right, and but but what I'm saying just to put that. Y'all, Sean, y'all jumped on me before I finished the whole statement. Number one, if her mother automatically started attacking. If her mother is giving her money, that tells me she don't have a job. So now your mom gave you money, and you just come out and splurge it like that? That's why I said it gives me a red flag on your money management. Because okay, obviously you I don't have a job for your mother to give you money. Can I, can I respond to that, please? Because, again, I say, if my mother gave me money to go out in case he said I had to pay and he didn't say I had to pay and I still contribute to this bill in some way, that's still skiing on my character in a good way. Hello, green light, because I could have kept my mother's money in my pocket. I could have kept it in my pocket. You put mine let you finish. You should have held that to yourself because now it sounds even worse. If my And now from a service standpoint, if, especially if you're younger, late, late teens, early 20s, I can't even say that now because even 50-year-olds are horrible. But especially if you're younger and the guy says, okay, I'm going to pay, or the guy, we see the guy paying the bill, and she puts $2 in the book because she, well, for whatever her, her reason is, if I still feel compelled to contribute in any way, that is still speaking on my character. This was optional. You're taking me out. I don't have to contribute. So because I didn't give to the actual dollar amount, but I'm giving to the tip, I'm still contributing to the bill. Because even though ain't nobody going to shoot you if you don't tip, in a way, you're still obligated to give some type of tip to the server, meaning you're still obligated to leave something on top of what you actually ate. So she's still contributing to the bill. So now you're still analyzing the fact that she didn't give you the money, but she decided to give the money towards the tip, which is still helping y'all. No, you're analyzing on that. That's not what I said. But y'all, all y'all heard was once I said for her to give me money, y'all heard nothing else. I never said that I said that to her. I said if she's going to do that, she could have gave me half. I never said Nobody I told her to give me half. And y'all don't hear that. Y'all just hear that. So. Okay. Let me help you with something. If you notice, I didn't say anything for a long time. So this aspect of I didn't let you complete your sentence is false. I heard everything you said. You're still right. trying to carry on the fact that you didn't say it. Shatish just used the word analyzing. No one ever said you said it. We are speaking. So why you keep harping on it? Y'all keep harping on it like I said it. I didn't say it. I'm sorry. I just said if that was the case, you could have did this. That's not all I said. I never said she should give me half. Never said that. Okay. Pastor Charlotte, you heard what was said. As a woman, how are you weighing in on this? Because maybe me and Shatish just heard something that went up in the air that didn't really didn't really get said. What did you hear and how do you assess what was said? Okay. So sometimes you don't have to say words, Brother Al. Your face probably said it to her as well. My thing is we on this date 
I don't care about why you asked me about my money and you concerned. Who said we having a second date? We might just be having this one. I might not have liked your conversation. So, therefore, you're absolutely right. That's first, right? So, now, even though that her mom might have gave her the money, that doesn't necessarily mean she don't have a job. It might just mean that she might be a little low in her money. So, you taking it and y'all running with it. No. You don't know the circumstances. It's our first date. We're just saying how you got kids. Where you live at, where you work at, come on, you know, simple little conversation. So don't try to get in my pocket. Now, if God put on my heart for me to give the the waiter the $50, then you can't just assume I don't know how to manage my money. You can't accept that. That's what I'm lost. I'm I'm lost with that. I agree, Pastor Sean, because when it went to she didn't have a job, I'm like, well, who said that? How do we know mom just well, didn't let me, say let me, we know what? Let me, let me yeah, ask a question on this. What would you say? Let me ask a question on this. I said, let me ask a question on this, right? When we say a red flag, doesn't that mean, okay, you saw something? Okay, it's the first date. I saw something because I've been hearing everybody say it. It's the first date. I saw something. Hmm, that's kind of a red flag. Let me keep watching to see what happened. Isn't that what a red flag means? So that's what I'm saying. It's a red flag. Like I'm going, but that's what I'm saying. I'm going to watch. Hold on. Stop for one Wait. second. On this show, hold on. Wait. On this, on this, on this show, we have always challenged what the other one said. This ain't no first time. Right. So here well, we are. No, I have a problem with it. No. Absolutely right. You you mentioned it was a red flag. So we challenged what was said. It doesn't mean that. Mm. Your your uh, your your uh, your assessment was correct. It doesn't mean your assessment was wrong. We're challenging right. what you said, and it was said that she didn't have any money. She didn't have a job. I'm sorry, she didn't have a job. And what we're saying is, one of the things we're saying is, we don't know if we if if we have a job if she has a job or not. It went to. Do you know how to spend your money? And we're just challenging. It doesn't necessarily mean you don't know how to spend your money. I, I, I purposely read a part of this, um, a part of the point that of the story of the person giving this story to say that once she gave the guy the $50, he began to cry because he had had a bad day all day. So the $50 made his day. So it might be a red flag. You might be absolutely right. However, because she gave this extra money, it now makes it a blessing. So yes, it's a, we didn't say it wasn't a red flag for us necessarily, but we're looking at the entire picture without making certain judgment. Everybody makes a judgment. You made your judgment, and then your judgment was challenged. So that's where we are. Pass the KL. The red flag. Oh, sorry. Pass the KL. I, I would love to hear what, you, what, what you're thinking over there <laughs> as the only other male on this platform. On Jana ran him off the line. See what you did? <laughs> That's the care. Okay. I think 
I don't know what happened, but he hung up where he dropped, but he's not here. Um, Look, okay. I ran him so, off the line. That's what you did. <laughs> All right. So, yes. I'm sorry. I just want to say, for the record, the red flag was letting her beat you at giving a tip. Okay. <laughs> that was the red flag. Oh, Lord. That was the red flag. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. All right. We done ran out of time messing with you, Brother Al. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation. I didn't even get to pull up my benediction, but you all have a blessed day. Thank you very much. What a stimulating conversation. All right. Thank you, too. All right, thank you. Have a nice day, everybody. All righty. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, let me get this benediction out of the way. We got, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And that's Romans 15, 13. Uh, before we go any further, you know, this year, you know, Brother Al did a fantastic job last year with the uh, with the birthday salutations, and I am no way uh, trying to keep up with him or Pastor KL and Lady Tamika the year before singing to people. I can't keep up with that either. But what I will say is, happy birthday, Auntie Pam, one of our dedicated everyday listeners. We could not do it without you. We love you. We truly appreciate how you just hang in there with us through our laughs, through our tears, through our craziness. Uh, Thank you so much. We pray you have a wonderful and blessed birthday. We give God thanks for your encouragement because as you listen each day, if you never say a word, that encourages each and every one of us to keep on doing it because I would hate to think that you're just hanging on in there because you Auntie Pam more than it is because you're being blessed by the uh, the investment, actually, that's made into you every day by God through us and we pray that you have a wonderful wonderful healthy uh, new year and we give God thanks for bringing you through this previous year and we love you and just keep on listening Auntie Pam thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so that's my song and my uh, rap all in one (laughs) thank you so much thank you so much Ah, you know, it's 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 interesting when we get to to these type of conversations. It's interesting um, where it goes. It's interesting the dynamic of it all. And I always say to everybody, I love these particular conversations because it, it we're not going to always agree. I love the conversation because it leaves people with two sides or more. To every situation and you know when we ask you know green light red flag we're not trying to dictate which one it should be for any of us it's what we feel um, but again we ask 
and we, we, we do challenge. We challenge the thought. And that's if anyone knows me, if anyone is ever underneath my little tutelage, um, I'm always saying we need to think. We need to challenge. We need to ask questions. We, we need to get to understand, um, not just nod our heads at times and just walk off and um, agree or say nothing or disagree and say nothing. I think it is a blessing that, you know, we hear uh, multiple sides of every story, of every situation, so that we can actually have something to think about. That, to me, is a blessing. And I I know sometimes, not particularly, I'm not talking about anyone in particular, um, Over, we've almost hit three years. And I know at times I've been questioned, you know, um, how do I ever perceive this to be a good thing? <laughs> because it is a good thing. It is a good thing. It is a good thing to open up the mindset of uh, each and every um, each and every thought that we can. Um, you know, I listened to Pastor Shulet last week, and she had a very powerful presentation for us last week. Um, you know, she talked about our anger. She talked about how we pay attention. And she talked about how we're made uniquely. You know, we are who we are. And all of these things factor into every single conversation we have here. You know, and I, I, I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm stimulated by it, and I pray that you are stimulated by it, and it leaves you with something to think about. Um, you know, we talked about some serious things on here. Um, today and paying attention from the woman who got sucked up into the uh the uh what do you call that thing the the engine um we talked about the bipolar situation and how you know the the red flags of how we um might be bipolar and what bipolar people do that's not the best thing uh we talked about you know, uh, several things here. We talked about how we feel about, you know, paying for someone else's health when someone else decides that they don't want to do it. You know, how do we pick up other people's, um, you know, uh, what do I want to say? I don't want to say tab, but responsibilities. That's what I want to say. How do we pick up other people's responsibilities and how fair is it that we pick up other people's responsibilities when you as an employer decide that you don't want to do it. So you either sneakily put it in our our, our bill um, and increase the food prices, in other words, or you are blatant with that and you put it as a line item and think that people are going to just say, okay, and keep it moving. You know, we, we struggle with a lot of things in this life. And the one thing I love about It's Due Time is, you know, again, discussing matters of the heart, mind, and spirit, and how we get an opportunity to review this world, how the world does things versus how God's people need to do things. And that's why I love the dynamic of, um, you know, it's due time and how we're different from other um Broadcast where they just preach, you know, they tell you what to do, and here, you know, we discuss, you know, the different things and the different ways, 
it gets done. So, you know, giving God thanks for just a different movement, giving God thanks for a different um, presentation. You know, it's not always cut and dry. And it's a blessing. It's a blessing. How we perceive things, it's a blessing that God can come behind us and either give that stamp or either give the, um, you know, correction. I remember my mother. (laughs) She was one who quickly assessed a person. And you look over her and go, how did you get that? We ain't even seen nothing. How you get that? And she went, Stephanie, let me tell you something. I knew. <laughs> and I have to tell you, a lot of times she wasn't wrong. But it was her approach because she let her demeanor depict how she felt. And we were like, oh, good Lord, please stop. And even when, when we got home and she called and she would say, y'all think I don't know what I'm talking about. but I, And, again, a lot of times she was right. But it was like how she would do it. And I'm like, well, you got to fix that. Because even if you're right, you end up being wrong because of your presentation. But all she knew was that she was right. Um, you know, so I, 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 I love, I love, that's one of the reasons why I say I love this. Because now you have an open an open view of both sides, nine sides. Today we had all, how many of us, six, five? How many? It was five due-time crew members on. So what a blessing it is to get, you know, just a plethora of um, different feelings and thoughts and things like that. So I know Brother Al loves me. I know he loves a good challenge. Um, And I love Brother Al. I love Tamika. I love Pastor Charlotte. I love Pastor K.O. I love every one of our time members. We've been blessed to have each and every one of them. So, you know, just continue to thank God for the investment in whichever way he gives it. And, you know, just keep on moving and doing as you do. All right. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time and thanking you for hanging out with us today and helping us do what we do. Uh, Please do not miss this opportunity to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to accept Jesus as your personal Savior right now and, and, and strengthen that relationship with him. Uh, until tomorrow, God spares. Well, it's Freestyle Friday. God spare our life. Until then, I love you.